founded Convo back uh, in 2013. Today, serving 250 enterprise customers that make up over 100,000 paid seats. Average seat price is about seven bucks per seat there. They've raised nine million bucks, but really Osman has invested a lot of his own money, his own capital, his own time in that, coming off his win from Chegg. Obviously, super high growth there. They're six months away from being profitable. 65 people between uh, California and Pakistan, less than 5% gross revenue churn per year, north of 100% net revenue retention. Uh, He's happy with a 24-month payback. So, spending again up to the first two years of ACV to get the customer in the door. They're expanding rapidly, uh, taking this conversational kind of team communication approach for large enterprises like CNBC. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Osman Rashid. He is the winner of the prestigious Ernst & Young California Entrepreneur of the Year back in 2009. He's also the co-founder and CEO of online textbook rental and student hub Chegg, remaining involved in it until early 2010 after dramatically growing the company from its inception in 2005. Today, he's the CEO of Convo Corp, an enterprise software company that focuses on in-context collaboration that replaces email as the conversation tool at work. Osman, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. All right, Convo, what does the company do and is it a pure play SaaS model? Yes, it is. So Convo is an enterprise social collaboration platform. It's uh, designed to enable easy, secure conversations between desk and feed employees to accelerate company productivity and engagement. And unlike existing email-focused or chat-centric collaboration platforms, only Convo combines the ease of social networks with rich collaboration capabilities for your enterprise. So, Osman, I think my audience listening, they're going to go, wait, he just gave a pitch for uh, Slack, except the end part, right? So is that is that really your differentiator? You're trying to say kind of the social element or some component of that is what differentiates you? Yeah, so so there are actually a few things which, uh, which really differentiate us. Uh, we are really focused on document collaboration, and conversations around uh, areas of your work. For example, we, you know, so Slack is a fantastic product and it's a messaging tool. And we, uh, our use case really is 3% of our users for messaging. So we frankly plan to integrate with products like Slack. 97% of our use case is people working on a document or a conversation in large groups and hate email because it creates so much more clutter for you. And for them to be able to easily use Convo without having to worry about uh, email groups and sending uh, and forwarding emails to each other makes it almost 25% easier for them to work. And that number is based on a study done by McKinsey that collaboration tools like Convo improve productivity by up to 25% for your employees when compared to email. And generally speaking, I, I know you have a lot of different cohorts and verticals, but help us understand on average, what's a company paying per year to get access to your tool? So our, um, I would say we average around $7 per user per month is okay. what a, a customer pays us. And what team and size are you best suited for? Like how many people on each team usually? So our largest customer is H&M, which has 15,000 employees on the platform. But we can have a small customer within a big company who has a group of 20 people on it. Is well. that your sweet spot? Maybe a, group, a team of 20 at seven bucks a month is kind of a starting point? No. So we actually focus more on the larger enterprises, big companies. Um, the, the ability for people to get started themselves is interesting where people come in and start checking the platform out. Some of our large customers started with 10 people and then they grew from there. And But many of our big deals have, it's an enterprise-wide initiative where the CEO of the company is saying that I 
need to better communicate, collaborate with my team. They want to have a feeling of being one as an organization because in a large entity, such as H&M, 80% of your workforce doesn't have email. Yeah, Osman, I, by the way, I get the, I think my audience will totally get the use case. I, I think we totally understand the product. We're already sold on that. What I'm just trying to do is I want to understand like the average cohort you're going after. So it sounds like you're not really looking at $100 a month kind of teams. You're looking more at kind of ACVs and then maybe 10, 20, 100 grand per year range. That's correct. Okay, like 10 or 20 or more closer to like six figure, $100,000 kind of deals. Yeah, 100,000 kind of deals. Okay, yeah, that's what your sales team's built around. That's really what you're focused on. Right. We're an enterprise team. I it's see. Focus on the enterprise. I see. But, but okay, now you have an enterprise team and then you have a bunch of other teams or really the whole the whole company is really focused on that kind of market. Even if you start with only 10 people, you're focused on growing it to $100,000 plus ACVs. That's correct. Uh, typically, on you know when the smaller customers come in, they come through a self, uh, self-service model through the website. So you don't really go try to sell to them. Yeah. Uh, so we try to sell for the bigger accounts with the enterprise sales team. That makes sense. Put all this on a timeline for me. When did you launch the company? Uh, what year? So uh, Conval was founded in 2013. So we are in our fifth year of the company. And, um, you know, so we are excited. We are roughly 65 people across the globe. All remote? And, uh, sorry? 65 remote? Uh, so 65 people total. Yeah, the they're all remote? Uh, no, they are in two locations. One in 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 Silicon Valley and one offshore. Okay, San Fran, and then and where which offshore? Kind of where do you use offshoring talent from? Uh, we're in Islamabad, Pakistan. Ah, Pakistan, very good. I know people are setting these up all over the place. Why Pakistan? Did you have a local connection there? Yes, I I grew up in Pakistan. I came here when I was nineteen, and I've been here for almost thirty years. Wow. So you know, so we there's a dynamic workforce growing up in a in a place like Pakistan. I wanted. To leverage my personal connections. That's so smart. Very good. Okay, so it's 65 between um, California and Pakistan. Uh, founded in 2013. It sounds like healthy growth. What have you scaled to today in terms of total customers you're now working with? Yeah, so we have roughly 250 customers, and uh, we, you know, um, one of our customers is CNBC, and all breaking news that happens on CNBC goes through Convo because that's the the breaking news group uses Convo as their collaboration tool as well. Just to give an idea the kind of customers that we have. Yeah, that's that's super interesting and compelling moment. It's kind of the news and other news channels, those kinds of things, real-time data flow. Are those some of your, your kind of highest usage accounts? Yeah, so we have, uh, you know, we have a, a good customer base in media. Uh, we actually are customers from 17 different verticals. And just, just recently we deployed, we launched a, a retail collaboration platform to go after the retail channel because of having an anchor client like H&M. Uh, so we are, our focus in the U.S. is more on retail, but incoming customers can be from technology, from healthcare, from really different, uh, 17 different verticals. And you mentioned 15,000, you know, folks at H&M using it. That's just one of your 250 logos. So if you add up all kind of 250 logos, how many team members are you touching now at this point? So we don't give actual numbers of uh, numbers for the company because we are a private organization. But what I can tell you, it's, you know, it's in the six figures. Okay. Well, you told me, you told me 15,000 at H&M, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you, you, you have shared some of that. I'm just curious. So if, if you take that number, but across all of your folks, what you're saying is you're above a hundred thousand kind of paid seats across all your logos. 
Absolutely. I see. I see. Okay, great. And then help me understand kind of, uh, kind of growth channels, right? So is, is everything really inbound one seat and then your sales team calls in and expands, or do you have any outbound approach going after CNBC directly? So it's a, it's a combination. Uh, we certainly have incoming from uh, customers who may have an RFP and they're requesting quotes. So you can have that. Uh, but what we find typically is the, uh, it's small customers, big enterprise shows up within Convo and start using the platform. They like it. The project, we love for you to engage with it. And that's where the sales cycle starts. But then we have proactive outreach to customers in retail channels and other places. We'll be talking to executives. So it's a, it's a combination. Uh, but we find the biggest success comes in when the company has recognized themselves that this is an area where they need to improve on. And the CEO is behind it, the board is behind it, and that's when they really go after it. That's great. Now, have you bootstrapped the company or have you given in and, and raised capital? We have raised some capital, but oh, I'm still- come uh, on, Osman, I liked you so much, and now you're part of the dark side. But I am one of the largest shareholders myself. Okay, well, that's good. As well as I'm one of the largest investors in the company myself. Okay, you're you're winning back brownie points now. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so how much capital has the company raised, including the, your own money you put in? Uh, so we're roughly at $9 million. Okay, so pretty, I mean, not tons of money in terms of Silicon Valley standards. Uh, so you're being effective with the capital. Now, when you have put money in, I mean, where is most of the capital going? Is it, it going towards kind of CAC or is it engineering team in Pakistan or what? Uh, it's It's mostly, it's going into product. It's it's been building a product that we can be really proud of, and frankly, we don't really even have you know um, anyone in full time marketing. We have so much. We have customers coming in, so we really focus on delivering on the product and the customer use cases, and then based on that, we deliver to a, a vertical our product that we think makes sense, and which this allows us to keep our costs down because we are in for the long term. Because one of the challenges you have in Silicon Valley that, you know, they can be shooting stars where companies, you know, grow really fast. They raise a lot of money. Their burn goes up. And then with the smallest hiccup, uh, they become weak in the knees. So we want to avoid that. I mean, I've raised hundreds of millions of dollars as part of Chegg. I'm doing this one differently. Yep. No, that's great. So that's great. Now, and now I assume that nine million though is not sitting in the bank. I mean, you guys are burning capital at this point. You're not optimizing for being cash flow positive. Is that accurate? That's accurate, but we are near uh, we are near profitability. When so you th- maybe are you actively years. trying to manage for that though, or no? Um, so no, so we are. Well, we we want to manage for it absolutely. We want to be responsible. We want to we control our growth. Um, you know, or control our expenses. So, but it's been happening naturally where we are able to, with new sales coming in, get closer and closer to profitability. But that's not you know, it's a good thing to worry about. Yeah, I'll that's great. That's good. All right. Very good. And then, you know, churn is critical in any SaaS company, especially an enterprise kind of cohort. Walk me through how you think about churn and kind of where you're at today. So when you say churn, you're talking about customers, you're talking about employees, which area are you talking about? Well, I asked it vague on purpose because I wanted to see what you defaulted to talking about because that's what's going to be most important to you. So if, if you had my choice, I would, I think the most valuable metric is revenue churn at these kind of ACVs. Yeah. So what we find is 90 plus of our customers, 90% plus of our customers who have gone to more than 20 users, they don't churn. They stay with us because we become such a critical part of the communication network, the history and, and the knowledge base on the product builds that they they want to stick around. They want to stay. 
So where you have the churn, in our case, when it comes to customers, is people coming in and trying the product out and then deciding, all right, we're going to do something at the company level. How do I bring IT or headquarters into it to help me make a decision because we like something? Talk to Uh, me about revenue churn, though, annual revenue churn gross. So we are at almost 5x uh, um, uh, um, growth over the last 12 months, and we expect to be 5x in just Q1 of next year. Okay, well, Osman, sorry, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't answer the question of the underlying. I mean, growth can you know churn can be covered by exceptional growth, which is what you just articulated. So, congrats on that. But when you look at the underlying revenue churn metric, I mean, is is it pretty low, like five ten percent per year, or what? Yeah, it's it's below five percent actually. Okay, that's great. So below five percent, and it's I imagine a lot of this growth is coming from expansion as well because of your land and expand. So if a customer starts with you at maybe a ten thousand dollar ACV, what do you typically predict expansion is going to look like from year one to year two? Um, so we, uh, depending obviously on the customer size, right? I mean, a big customer with a small customer, but on average, we expect them to be around seventy to seventy-five thousand in the second and third year. Okay, uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is net revenue retention. I know you're above. I, well, I believe you're above a hundred percent because your expansion more than makes up the five percent that you lose. I'm curious how far above a hundred percent you are. So, um, from the overall revenue perspective, right? I mean, we are at two, three hundred percent of our overall um, the growth of the company, right? So we are not losing revenue from customers leaving. So that's not our challenge, right? Our challenge is as a small company, how can we go and wait, go sorry, Osman, sorry. How are those two things? How are how are to, those two things correlated? You said you have two hundred to three hundred percent year over year growth, which is fine. That includes new customer additions. I'm talking about cohort behavior. So if you have five percent of la, you know of the cohort that signed up a year ago churning, I'm what I'm trying to understand is what does expansion in that same cohort look like? Ignoring new customer ads, and are you above one hundred percent net revenue retention, and by how much? Yeah, look, I mean, the cohorts in which come in from a customer, say a customer that started in 2017, right? If we take a look at that as a cohort, we see almost 250% growth on average within, within a customer. Okay. Over the, over the first 12 months. Yeah. That's great. So if you added over the past 12 months, no new customers, what you're saying is your revenue still would have grown 250%? Without a doubt. Absolutely. Okay, now you said your total growth was 300%. So only 50% of your growth over the past 12 months came from new customer bookings? No, so I said our our overall growth is 500% over last okay. year. Okay. Right? And that's the overall our growth. So when I'm saying 300%, I was talking about new customers coming in on beyond the current customer growth. I see. So yeah. your cohorts are adding 200% in terms of your contri- right. contribution to total growth. And then there's another 300 in new bookings. Correct. That's a great, obviously a great mix. How aggressive are you being? I mean, you've been through deploying large amounts of capital efficiently before with your experience at Chegg. So to get a new, I don't know, to get a new, you said your average ACV was what, a hundred grand to get a new hundred thousand dollar first year customer. What, what are you willing to pay to get that customer fully weighted? Yeah, look, so, you know, think of it like this, an enterprise salesperson a year can cost you $175,000, right? And in enterprise sales, you typically takes nine to 12 months to close one deal. Right. That's how long it can be. So you're willing to, you know, pay twice as much as what the value would be in the first year, because if a customer is staying for five years, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. So you're happy with the 24 month payback period. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Are you is that generally right now? Are you generally driving that up or down? Are you getting more aggressive or less aggressive? So we are, uh, you know, we are looking at 2019 where we'll get more aggressive. 
Interesting. Okay. Now, if you're moving towards profitability, though, in six months, those two things usually don't go together. So that would tell me you're looking to potentially raise as you get closer to profitability in six months where you have more leverage. Well, a couple of things. So we are expecting a lot more customers coming in in early Q1. We're at the stage where we can predict 5x growth just in the first quarter over all of 2018. And many of these customers are, you know, we our deals typically our customers pay up front for the whole year. So you can get a lot, you can get aggressive in many different ways if you're managing a business carefully. And we believe that we've got enough of a pipeline in Q, for Q2 and Q3 where we can remain bullish for the whole year. Got it. So, But when you said earlier, six months from profitability, are you doing that on a cash basis or gap basis? A cash basis. Okay, I, I see. That makes sense. Very good. Well, look, um, I want to wrap up here uh, with the Famous Five. Before I do that, though, I mean, you know, we can get a general sense of scale here, right? You said over 100,000 kind of paid seats, and you said seven bucks a seats earlier. So true or false? I mean, you guys are north of 700 grand per month at this point. Um, we don't share any numbers. I know I know you want us to tell, but, you know, we don't share financial numbers, even, you know, give uh, rough numbers on that. If you don't mind, I'll have to decline answering the question. No, I, I don't mind, but um, I'm not making it. I'm basically taking two numbers that you already chose to give me and multiplying them. So you said the average seat was seven bucks and you said you have over 100,000 feet. Actually, the quote was you said you have six figures in terms of total seats. So I'm just multiplying those two. Are any of those two numbers wrong? None of those two numbers are wrong. Nope. Okay, got it. So, I mean, I won't push you to say confirmed yes, but if you multiply those and it's 700 grand a month, it would mean you're above 700 grand a month at this point. It's a free country, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Well, math, math works a certain way, right? So that's how that has, to, that's how that has to work. And you said it in terms of growing 300, 500% year over year. I mean, again, if you're at that North of 700 today, I mean, that would put you back at like 100, 200 about a year ago. Is that generally accurate? Um, so yes. Okay. That's great. And, and again, most of the growth coming in, you said you can predict five X growth in Q1 of 2019. Are you forecasting most of that coming from expansion or new bookings? Uh, it's in line with the percentages that I was sharing earlier, but most of it is coming from new bookings. Yeah, the 300% versus the 200%. Yeah. Yeah, very good. That's it, Look, incredible growth. Uh, congratulations. It sounds like you're onto something special with kind of land and expand. So let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, seven, seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I really like like Elon Musk. Number three, what is your favorite online tool for building the company? For building the company? Building your company. Building my company. So we use Jira a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting, Osman? I average five hours a day. That's okay. Not, not a ton, but not like nothing. Uh, what's yeah. your situation? Married, single kids? I am happily married with two daughters. Two. Okay. And how old are you? I am 48. 48. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? That sometimes things can take longer than than expected. Keep keep trudging along, guys. Sometimes things take longer. Founded Convo back uh, in 2013. Today, serving 250 enterprise customers that make up over 100,000 paid seats. Average seat price is about seven bucks per seat. There, they've raised nine million bucks. But really, Osman has invested a lot of his own money, his own capital, his own time in that. Coming off his win from Chegg, obviously super high growth there. They're six months away from being profitable. 65 people between uh, California and Pakistan, less than 5% gross revenue churn per year, north of 100% net revenue retention. Uh, they, he's happy with a 24-month payback. So spending, again, up to the first two years of ACV to get the customer in the door. They're expanding rapidly, uh, taking this conversational kind of team communication approach for large enterprises like CNBC. Osman, thanks for taking us to the top.
Thank you.